Hey, how you doing? This is Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast, episode 73. Right in the toilet. <laughs> it was bad. I had some problems, folks, with uh, Spotify allows us to go through another software called Riverside FM. And basically what we did was recorded a, a video podcast, a vlog. I don't know what you call it. But we had video from remote locations, Bink, Bob, and myself. And um, it looked decent, the quality, but they also said that the audio quality would uh, be fantastic. And it wasn't. Maybe that was on our end. I contacted them. I didn't hear anything back from them. Tried to salvage the audio only uh, to no avail. Staticky, trashy. I'm not putting something like that up. I did for a day, and uh, I regret it. We're having loyal fans call and say, yo, what is going on? And I, loyal listeners, and I really appreciate that because that shows me that you care and uh, that you're listening. So that means an awful lot. And we talked a lot, a lot about different things. And, you know, those guys aren't here right now to re-record that. So I'm going to go over a little bit of the stuff that we talked about. Um, it started out with Bob telling a story about somebody being rude. We were talking about people that may be rude to come to your house or whatever. And Bob was talking about a guy who uh, started a fight with his brother-in-law at a birthday party for Bob's father at Darby Firehouse. So Bob's like, you got to leave, dude. And the guy was kind of like, okay, I, I will. And Bob just said it was kind of wacky that, you know, somebody would go off on a on an event like that. And Bink had then said, did you give him the karate chop? <laughs> Bob's our, uh, our martial artist here. Uh, very good skills. But Bob de- uh, said, no, he did not. The guy left uh, willingly, if not then we would call Quad Chang Bob, and it would have taken care of business. We talked about uh, a little bit of the Eagles, uh, their loss to San Francisco, their loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Didn't get too much into it, but, uh, man, they got their butts handed to them both games. Running yards were non-existent. I know against San Fran, I think it was 46 yards. I don't even know what it was against Dallas, uh, but they just weren't there. Why? Who knows? Um, not for me to figure that out because we're not really a sports show, but it bothers us, right? We wake up the next morning, we all feel grumpy, throwing croissants at each other. <laughs> I don't know. Throw your bagel, throw your Wawa pretzel at somebody, and they say, what's your problem? Well, the Eagles lost. That's my problem. I used to get real upset about that. And I'll be honest with you, I turned it off, uh, you know, when I wasn't feeling it. You know, I think I, okay, let me see. Stay up and watch this. Sleep. Stay up and watch this. Sleep. I choose sleep every time. I love my sleep. I really do love sleeping. It's a great thing. And that is when your body gets all regenerative and uh, heals itself, you know? It's it's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I choose sleep every time. And plus, I'm a senior citizen now, right? <laughs> Are we? <laughs> I think if you're over 50, you're a senior citizen. I don't know about you. 820 game. I'm not looking forward to that. I can't stand them. Can't stand them. Even if I was younger, you're going to go to work early. I don't. I can't stand it. Make it a seven o'clock game. I don't care if you're living in California and it's a seven o'clock game there. Game there, but it's really a four o'clock game. Who cares? That's your problem. That you live all the way out in California. Go on Eastern Standard Time. It's a. It's an Eastern team. Seven o'clock games. Who in favor is for seven o'clock NFL? Sunday night games and Monday night. All in favor, signify by saying aye. The ayes have it. There it is. Pass that resolution and move forward. 
uh, yeah, they lost. So uh, heard something a long time ago on the radio. It was a couple big time, big time uh, NFL wide receivers, right? And it was late at night. But what I realized was I was listening to, uh, I think it was a Chicago station or some station out west that was carrying this interview. So it was actually three hours earlier. But uh, I heard a player say something about, we don't take the game home with us. We don't take it home. Now, this is just two guys. It was their two opinion out of so many people that play in the NFL. But uh, the guy's like, I don't take it home. I leave it there. I leave it on the field. And uh, the next game is the next game. It's all about the M&Ms. And I'm like, I like M&Ms. What are you talking about, M&Ms? The ones with the peanuts or ones with plain? I'm not nuts about the ones with, with the peanuts. They're the ones that you always see that, like, if you're in Pep Boys and the machine and they've been there for, like, 23 years and you eat one because you... You're hungry and you stick the quarter in and they come out and they, they got a little white film on them. <laughs> I'll eat anything when I'm that hungry and you're sitting there waiting for your car to get done. But anyway, um, M&M's. I'm like, what's an M&M? Memories and money. I said, really? Huh. Memories and money. I like memories and money. I want some of that action. I realize it's just a job, folks. We take it so personal. These guys are out there doing their best. Uh, a buddy of mine works for an NFL team, uh, not the player, well, not our buddy Brady, but uh, another buddy of mine works for Philadelphia. And he was telling me, you know, they're all good tone. Every single one of those players are fantastic. They're the best in the field. They're the best in their in their talent and their in what they do for a living. And uh, they could all step in there and play. And so you see that and you're like, yeah, these these guys, I mean, they're making the money. They're making, it's a job. Even when I talk to Brady, hey, man, have a nice day, man. Have a great day at work. It's work. They're out there busting it. They're giving up their health. Yeah, they get paid a, a ton of cash, but it's for the long haul, right? They might only have who knows how many years in their career, three, five, six, seven, who knows if they're lucky, longer than that, but uh, injuries are everywhere. They're prevalent, and so they make the big bucks. But yeah, I don't, I don't, let, it, I don't let it dictate my feelings, man. You know, I'm going to choose sleep all, all day long. <laughs> so we talked that a little bit. We went into movies. We're talking about movies that are always on that that you happen to check out that uh, no matter what. Like how many times have you seen uh, Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey, right? And now there's a new Point Break. I, I put it on the other day and I'm like, what is this? These these people are skiing or skiboarding or whatever you call that. This is not this is not the four presidents that I knew. And it was a new show. It was a new movie. Always making remakes. Are you serious? Like, what is it? What do you look at the the net profits of a film and say, you know, I think there's still some left in the bank there. Let's do it again. Knock it out for about 20, 30 million, right? And then see what more we can get because people like that kind of movie. I know. How about you write something new? How about you use your imagination and create something new? Because if you can't, I think AI can. Ooh, I said it. That's right. Hollywood's all nervous about that, but they'll go and replay and remake a movie that's been done twice so far. Now, Willy Wonka, another one coming out. The third? I mean, okay, listen, who am I to say what you can make and what you can't make? I just know what I'm watching, what I'm not watching. I don't know. We don't understand it, but simultaneously we were talking about those movies come on all the time that you're going to watch. Hamburger Hill, The Green Beret, uh, Point Break, All the Born supremacy, uh, whatever, show movies. How many are there? One, two, three. I don't even know. 
You watch them all, right? Dude gets shot in the back. He's got a hole in his sweater. He's wandering around Europe, doesn't know who he is. Suddenly he can speak all these different languages. He's a marksman. He can scale buildings. Uh, you know, he always gets the women. He finds a bank account that he happens to just remember the the uh, <laughs> the, the, the uh, code to get in it. And he's got millions of dollars and all kinds of uh, passports. Yeah, I, who wouldn't want to be that guy, right? It's crazy stuff. So anyway, we talked about that. We talked about our favorite Christmas movies. Uh, Bink was kind of like a, leaning towards the like uh, the Dickens types of movies, I guess, the, with Ebenezer Scrooge. And we had mentioned the movie Scrooged with uh, Bill Murray. Bob said he likes the Christmas story. He likes to check that out at least once a year. Uh, me, I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, kind of burn out with the Christmas story. Uh, I really have it. My problem is so many years, uh, you know, Santa Claus comes to the house and sometimes you got to help Santa Claus put the toys together. And you're looking at uh, the Christmas story running 24 hours. You'll look over. Oh, it's the part where he's doing the BB gun in the backyard. Oh, you look over. He's going on a sliding board. You're catching pieces of this movie over the course of six, seven hours at all different chunks. <laughs> it's like, I, don't, I can't tell you the last time I sat there and watched the whole thing from beginning to end. Uh, so I kind of take a break from a Christmas story. I like Elf. I think I've seen Elf from beginning to end maybe twice. So maybe I'll hit that this year. Uh, I do get a kick out of that. Uh, what's the other movie? Oh, yeah, I declared my favorite kind of Christmas movie. Well, Miracle on 34th Street, I haven't seen that, honestly, in decades. Maybe I'm going to give myself uh, a shot at watching that. I believe that was pretty cool, uh, the little twist in that. Um, but I do like It's a Wonderful Life. I like it because... Uh, there's a guy, he's busting his butt in his little town, and he's got dreams, and he wants to go far, and he's marrying a beautiful girl, and he just wants everything to go right. And here, uh, he kind of just uh, realizes that everything he's dreamed about, everything he truly wants, he's got that right in Bedford Falls. And so, just something about it. Uh, just, it's a good movie. A lot of emotion, incredible acting. Uh, so, that's my favorite holiday Christmas movie for right now. We talked about uh, food places that we'd like to have come back. I was saying uh, Old English Pizza over there in Ridley Township. People had uh, talked about uh, New London Pizza. People called in. How about that place? And I really wasn't certain where that was, but they said that was really good, if not better. Um, Bink said you know, Old English Pizza is kind of like a, a Greek-style pizza. Uh, regardless, I love the little bubbles on it. And then I got a phone call this morning that uh, Imperial Pizza is either you order it with beach or without, <laughs> which is basically the cornmeal on the bottom. Uh, I didn't realize that. I'm going to have to go get one and I have to say extra beach. I want some extra beach on it. I love that cornmeal on it. Um, another caller this morning. It was funny and it was great because I want to hear this stuff. I asked you guys, please get in touch. And it was going bananas. People were getting in touch with me. There is people out there listening. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. But uh, somebody said, hey, what was at Chester Pike in South Avenue? What was the place there before the gym? And it was Steer Inn. Well, it was East Coast Cycle. And the Steer Inn, yeah, Steer Inn was before that. And for me, uh, that's the place where we went. You know, I mean, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And for my father to take us over to Steer Inn, grab some burgers or something like that, it was a huge deal. You know, and then there was Geno's up on uh, McDade Boulevard uh, in, I believe it was uh, Glenn Olden, right? And Geno's, I believe, sold Kentucky Fried Chicken as well. And then there was a Geno's down there in Essington. 
and uh, my buddy had called me again today, and he's like, hey, my sister worked there, and my father used to say, hey, don't be afraid to bring home some uh, KFC after work, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's okay if you bring it home. Like if my daughters worked at KFC and, uh, you know, I knew they had extra chicken at the end of the night, I mean, what are, they, what are you doing with the extra chicken? I would say, hey, man, uh, I could certainly go for an original, maybe two-piece, three-piece with coleslaw. Thank you very much. I could probably eat that easily twice a week. I love chicken. I love fried chicken. I like their mashed potatoes with the gravy on it. We talked that. We talked about the pizza. Um, we talked about, um, somebody mentioned Duran Duran. Uh, I think it was Bink and uh, how he didn't like them then, but he likes them now. And then we talked about the fix as well. And I agree with the fix. And I agree with some of the Duran Duran songs like Rio. And I was joking around that Rio was a cowgirl. And he said, really? Is that about a cowgirl? And I go, no, it's not about a cowgirl. I'm just joking with you because that's what we do here on Finding Subjects Podcast. But then we were talking about the fix and then uh, Saved by Zero and uh, just a good band. And with that, we kind of segued into... Um, I talked about, uh, do you remember the store called Merman's over there on Chester Pike and uh, Glen Olden Avenue, I believe it was. And so, um, sticks of butter, we got it. Uh, and I said, yeah, do you remember Merman's? It was right there on the corner of Chester Pike and Glen Olden Avenue. And it was old, uh, uh, I guess, uh, apothecary. How's that for a big word? It was, a, it was a, a place where you would go, like a drugstore. But you can go into Merman's, you can sit, excuse me, sit there at the, at the table, at the bar, right? And they... I had a soda bar there, make you whatever you want, grape soda or Coca-Cola or Coke soda, whatever, little floats, I guess, ice cream as well. Um, that's going back way, way, way. And then Bob had said, hey, I think uh, there was a tragedy there. I think that's why I closed. And then we did get uh, a call from Joe. If anybody knows, it's Joe. Joe knows. Uh, it's actually his karate place. And Joe said, yes, the officer, Chief Sparks, was shot to death there in a... In a uh, and a robbery, which is extremely sad. Uh, and I said, wow, man, I can't believe that. And I did remember that. But uh, Merman's, uh, a Delco, uh, local Delco favorite back in the day. So we're blessed to have um, a lot of Delco members. And again, people, oh, this is what I was going to do just prior to uh, checking to see how much, uh, my goodness, hold on. Ah! 12 sticks of butter. Two dozen eggs, half a bag of sugar, and a partridge in a pear tree. How's that? How's that? All right, so what I was going to do for you before I, uh, I had, I mean, that's actually important. My daughter's going to do a little bit of cooking here for Christmas. For Christmas, uh, you know, just for our little squad. We're a very small Christmas gathering. But I wanted to tell you, to tell you here, like, what was going on with the audience? And I said, the, what I said on the show that I deleted was, hey, man, if you like what we're doing, would you let us know? Like, we love what we're doing. We love talking. We love you being that that extra wheel hanging here in the chair and we're talking to you. And, you know, yeah, we're going down memory lane. But here's something interesting that I was talking about, again, to someone else today who called me up and was talking about the show and wanted to know why the audio was so bad. Um. I, I was saying, and they also liked that we were talking about Delco. Now, for you folks that are not from Delco, which is a short an acronym, if you will, for Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Del Delco sits between just below Philadelphia, right? The city of Philadelphia and 
the Delaware border, right? There's probably a, let's say it's a 15 mile distance between the border of Philadelphia, maybe not even that much, maybe 10 miles, and the border of Delaware, the state of Delaware. Across the Delaware River, which splits Pennsylvania and New Jersey, um, that's, you know, if you could swim across the river, it's maybe a mile or something like that. But anyway, if you're not from around this area, you don't know what Delco is. Delco is a lifestyle in itself. Uh, Blue-collar, hardworking people, uh, uh, a cornucopia of ethnicities. We're from everywhere. Um, it's just a place where, um, we like each other. And I know that sounds crazy, but you can be from anywhere in Delco. And if you're away somewhere and somebody meets up with you, you suddenly got a friend. If you're, I I told, well, except for the woman that I met in Iceland, My daughter took me to Iceland. We're sitting in a comedy club. They start interviewing the people and they're like, where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? Pennsylvania. Where at? Uh, Delco. Where at? And then the small town. Five different couples there, all from Delco. We didn't go together. We didn't know each other. Uh, The one girl went to the same school as my daughter and she was the only one that was kind of upset about it. And she was kind of moody about it. And she's like, I just came, you know, a thousand or two thousand miles to get away from Delco. And here I am sitting five feet from somebody from Delco. And I'm like, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> but uh, even the, the mayor of Easttown by Kate Winslet, the, the movie or the show, the show series. Have you saw that yet? Have you seen that yet? She's got a Delco accent. Accent. It's, it's, it's a cool place, man. We're Eagles fans. We're Flyers fans. We're Phillies fans. We're Sixers fans. Uh, the Philadelphia Union plays in Chester. Chester, you'll say, oh, I thought it was from Philadelphia. No, Chester is is a, a little city probably five miles from south of Philadelphia. Uh, same with Villanova, uh, Villanova basketball. When they say, oh, you know, the big city basketball, it's in the main line. It's not even close to Philadelphia. It's what? Another three, four, five miles. Um, this is Delco, baby. They're, they're ours, right? They're part of Delco. The college is in Delco. Uh, Widener University used to be PMC, Pennsylvania Military College. You have uh, Bryn Mawr College, Haverford College, uh, Swarthmore College, uh, LaSalle. Um, uh, I keep on going. There's a lot of Westchester University, Penn State University. There is a lot happening here. Some of the best hospitals in the world right here in Delaware County, Philadelphia area, University of Penn, Temple University. I mean, we can go on. We love this area. It's popping, as they say. Oh, that, did I even even use that word? My kids would cringe right now. I used the word "no cap" the other day. The words, <laughs> yeah, no cap. <laughs> What's that even mean? I don't know. I heard someone say it. No cap, man. <laughs> to me, caps are the little red things in a roll that used to smash with a brick or a hammer when you were a kid. Boom! That smell of gunpowder. <sighs> I love the smell of gunpowder in the morning. You remember it? You know what I'm talking about? But anyway, that's who we are here. We like pizza. We like cheesesteaks. We like some tacos too. Hot dogs. We like to get together and have barbecues with each other. We like to watch the Eagles game. We're passionate about our Eagles games. You don't want to you want to learn a little bit more about us? Watch the movie um Silver Lining Playbook Playbook with uh that guy, you know. Uh what was his name? You know what I'm talking about. I don't remember his name. Uh, I could see his face in my head. 
Silver Linings Playbook. Go watch that movie. Go watch uh, the movie. Uh, what's that other one? <laughs> it's about Vince Lombardi. Uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, my God. I'm losing it. What's his name? I can't remember. There's a couple Philadelphia type of movies about football. Uh, just good stuff, man. It's a great, great little town around here. And then people were say we're say we're the rudest fans. We're not the rudest fans. You know, yeah, some morons threw some batteries at Santa Claus because I believe Santa Claus was drunk. I don't know what the story was. I, I truly don't know. So don't take that for Bible. But uh, we don't just throw ice balls or snowballs at any Santa Claus. In fact, that happened like what three or four or five decades ago. Have you not seen the news in the past 10, 15, 20 years, the different other cities and with uh, football, things going on there? You don't hear nothing about Philadelphia anymore. We don't have a jail in our arena or our stadium anymore. Yes, we had one, but we've all become so much more sophisticated. <laughs> we don't need one anymore. We we police ourselves. How do you like that? But uh, what is that? What is that movie? Oh, my God. Okay, Bradley Cooper, he was in Silver Linings Playbook, but the other guy, that other movie with uh, Vince Papali. It was uh, it was about Vince Papali, who was a special teams guy, local guy, right? And uh, Dick Vermeil had a, had a tryout. The team was so bad, he's like, "I'm going to have a tryout for local people." And uh, oh, it was called Invincible. See, just give me some time. This stuff will come. So that movie's called Invincible. The other movie, Silver Lining Playbook. You want to learn a little bit more about Philadelphia Eagles people, fans, Delco people. There you go. Check that out. That's us. Now, why I'm mentioning it is. Someone said to me, from a very far, far land across the sea, what's it like where you guys are from? Like, what did you, what did you do when you were growing up? And we talked about that. We talked about running around the marshland, looking for turtles and looking for pheasants and snakes and frogs and all that type of stuff to collect them, to check them out, then to let them back out. We'd go tracking. You ever track a wild a pack of wild dogs in a swampland, right? With the with the marsh, the reeds real high, and you can't see them. And suddenly, you come around a bend. Dun, dun, dun. There's a pack of wild dogs, and they're just staring at you, and they're full of mud. And you're like, "Are they going to eat us today?" No, they're scared of you. They turn around and they run away. But who's ever done that as a kid? We have. You ever track muskrats? And you track uh, whatever was out there. We were tracking it. And we just felt like explorers. And that's what we did. It was a stand-by-me moment. Check that movie out. You want to know more about what it is growing up here. And you might be saying, well, you're so close to Philadelphia. Isn't it more urban? Philadelphia is. But if you look at the map at John Hines National Wildlife Refuge, it's Fallcroft that most of the geographic area that is the marshlands, that is the John Hines National Wildlife Center, that's what that is. And that was my backyard my entire life as a kid from, who knows, uh, when I started going down to Taylor Drive, which was, I don't know, eight, nine years old, uh, being a Boy Scout, and Mrs. Dunn was our den leader, <laughs> yeah, uh, to, you know, staying there with some of the, my best friends that I, I ever had in the world. Um, up to 18, 19 years old, then we go our own way. People went to college, people went to trade school, people separated. But you know what? I got back to them people many, many years afterwards. And guess what? It was like we left off, picked up right where we left off and still great friends to, today with all them. And also on Facebook, there's a whole group of us. We all hung out down there on Taylor Drive in Falcroft. And to this day, we are all still great friends. And we shared so much. 
sitting at Denise's house listening to little 45 records, uh, The Night Chicago Died, and all that type of stuff. And uh, there was Charlotte and Georgie and Georgie Palchak and Albert and Jimmy and Dennis and, and Mike and Sandy and all her sisters and Jimmy and Mark and Tim, uh, Frankie and, and Nick and... and I mean, so many people, so many kids in this couple couple blocks that I was fortunate enough, even though I didn't live right there, because of the Cub Scouts, I got to know a couple of those guys, and then they became kind of like a second family. So it was a fantastic place to grow up in, and what we do here at Finding Subjects, yeah, we'll talk about other things that are happening in the world, but a lot of times we go back to that, and my story is not uh, special just to me, all across Delco. All across all the different towns, Darby, Collingdale, Glen Olden, Falcroft, Norwood, Prospect Park, uh, Falsam, uh, Ridley. You go all the way down, uh, Crumlin, uh, all of those areas. We all had the same type of childhood. We were all outside riding our bikes, dreaming of dirt bikes and, you know, playing the games kids play, eating the same kind of foods, you know, kids want barbecues with the families, fireworks, your local town had a fireworks, the local town had a, a boys club and a girls club where you can go and play your sports, you kicked off, that, all, that always kicked off with a parade at the beginning of the season, it still happens, a lot of that still happens today, um, some some of the fireworks have dwindled down, you get one or two uh, towns that might have fireworks, it's funny, some of the towns have fireworks and don't tell anybody, it's like, we're going to have our fireworks tomorrow night, but don't tell anybody, we don't want anybody else from any other town to come see our fireworks and you hear all this thunder, you're like, okay, we're either getting invaded or someone snuck our fireworks in. And that happens sometimes. But other than that, we still all love each other. Have I slowed down? Have I had any caffeine? No, but I have reduced my heart medicine, which I think gives me a little bit more energy and keeps me more uh, awake and not so much sleepy. All right, so here is what I was getting at. United States is the number one geographic location for our audience, followed by India, Germany, France, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, Brazil, Hong Kong, Japan, Konnichiwa, China, Sheshe, uh, Iceland, Zimbabwe, Netherlands, Finland, Denmark, South Africa, Israel, Ukraine, Poland, New Zealand, Norway, Indonesia, Spain, Mexico, Luxembourg, Argentina, Oman, Nepal, Puerto Rico, Singapore, Ireland, Italy, Saudi Arabia, Philippines, uh, Bangladesh, Colombia, Hungary, Bulgaria, Kyrgyzstan, Venezuela, Thailand, Algeria, Portugal, the Maldives, Madagascar, Iraq, Dominican Republic, Kuwait, Libya, Peru, Serbia, Ecuador, Ecuador, excuse me, Chile, uh, Kazakhstan, uh, Taiwan, Austria, Vietnam, Romania, Morocco, that's fun to say, Morocco and the Czech Republic. That's just some of our listeners, man, from where you're at out there. That means so much to us. Here's another, I'll give you a little more stats here. Who's listening to us and from where? Apple Podcast, number one. Spotify, number two. Our, a web browser, number three. Pandora, number four. Spotify for podcasters, number five. And then other. Very cool. Um... What else have we got for you here? I just think it's fascinating. The the minute that I think that we're doing like we're doing crappy, the minute I think I want to just stop because I'm not hearing from anybody, is the minute for some reason you folks start listening. And then I say, huh? Holy crap, 150 people just listened. <laughs> Why? We appreciate that. 
You know, it, it's all about just us trying to be positive. All you people that we just mentioned, all of you, first of all, Germany's happening, by the way. I don't know what's going on here, uh, but Chiara, could that be you? Holo, if it is. Uh, hopefully everything's going well with you. But uh, Germany's popping, man. We've got a lot of listens happening from that area. Uh, we're, th we're so thankful. So if we can share uh, to you folks uh, so far all across the world, like what we're thinking here and where we're coming from and what our moral uh, compass is, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? These people are not that different from us. Um, we're not. We were very fortunate to live where we live. We have the freedoms to uh, to worship as we wish. We have the freedoms to go where we want to uh, within the United States. We can also travel to different places and stuff. But uh, you'll also say, well, isn't there a lot of crime, Tone? There's a lot of crime everywhere. And I have had some European folks say, oh, but your gun crime is absolutely horrible. And I would you know, reply, yeah, but you know, your knife crimes are a little disturbing as well. Listen, I think if somebody wants to hurt somebody, they're going to hurt somebody and they're going to utilize whatever weapon that they can they can find near them, sadly. Uh, I think the moral of the story of all of that is stopping the hate, pausing for a moment, and uh, trying to understand where we're all coming from, which is one of my biggest and most favorite hobbies I have in the world. Uh, traveling to a foreign country, um, getting out there and meeting people and no, I could care less if you're a person, no, no knocking to you, to, no knocking to you. But if you're a wealthy person on the big boat and you know, you're probably not going to talk to me because I'm probably not going to really mess with you. I'm not looking to find out anything more about you. Okay. I'm looking for the average person. I'm looking for that typical person that is, you know, living paycheck to pay paycheck is struggling out there, has true life struggles, right? Maybe a health adversity, maybe a financial adversity. You're the one I want to talk to because you're like most people that I know. Okay. M a myth, right? All Americans are rich. That's a bunch of crap. It's not true. You have your small percentage of that. Sure. There's some people here that uh, have done really well. I know some of those folks, but that's not indicative of who we are as American citizens. This is something I want to say before I wrap this. Um, you, you know, you have folks out there in different countries that hate us, that hate Americans. If you hate Americans, if you truly hate uh, the people of the United States, then you are ignorant because you don't know us. We are you. We are people from all over the world that have come to a common place here, a land of opportunity that you can work, you can work hard, right? You can save your money. Some people send their money back uh, to their homeland where they came from, but you can start a new life here. Okay, there's, there's promise here. If you are willing to work, then this is the place for you. If you're willing to come and uh, assimilate and work in harmony with others and worship as you will, this is a fantastic place. There's no limit to the amount of work uh, and, and what you can succeed here, what you can achieve here in the United States if you work your butt off. If you're looking for a handout, those days are coming to an end. This is not the land of the give you whatever you want. Okay, uh, contrary to what's happening now in the news, you'll say, well, crap, everybody's going there and they're getting a bunch of stuff. That's the one that's going to end. Okay, because we're the ones, the hardworking people are the ones that are paying for that. And now it's time, I think, for people to be accountable for giving, a, giving away the treasury, giving away the money. You know, that's stuff that we earned, that we paid for, and that's the citizens of the United States property, right? So you can't just, don't be thinking that you're going to be coming here and you're going to get all these handouts. You'll get opportunity. 
you'll have an opportunity to work because God knows a whole lot of people don't want to work anymore. So that's going to be there for you. You will have opportunity. One of, one of my favorite people is a guy, he's not, he lives not far from here. I won't give his first name. But uh, I stop in and talk to him, and his English isn't very good. He's from India. Super nice guy. In fact, I got two friends that are from India that, you know, they're, they're working on their English a bit better. But this one guy, he tells me, I, I started the conversation, why'd you come here? And he's like, this is the one place where you can come. You can work your butt off and you can achieve whatever you set your mind to if you make the sacrifices and if you plan and if you work hard. He says, do you know? And he owns his own store. He owns the delicatessen. He makes sandwiches. He sells the lottery. What a nice guy. Breakfast sandwiches, whatever you want. He's so happy to speak to anybody. He said, if you came here and saw me 25 years ago, whatever the time frame was, you would see me, this man, mopping the floor at a Burger King fast food chain. And guess what? He was happy as heck to be doing that because that was a job. But he knew what he wanted to do. Someday he wanted his own food place and he got it. And he got it because he works his butt off. His whole family works his butt off and they all contribute and work hard to achieve the American dream, to be self-sufficient and to work for themselves. That's what's here in the United States. Sure, you have refugees from other places. I am, I am a product of immigrants. I don't know anybody who is, yes, I'm American. Even the Native Americans came over the Bering Strait, and some came up from South America, they say. right? We're all from somewhere else here. Okay, so these people that say, I hate Americans, I hate America. Maybe it's the government, maybe it's some of that, that you might hate, their actions that they take. But when you say you hate Americans, you don't know Americans. They're good people that are mo the most generous people that you will ever encounter in the world, and the friendliest too, mind you. You know, of course, there's some states that they, they are not known for being so friendly, but nine times out of 10, every American that I've met, if they're talking to somebody from another country, it's like, what can we do for you? How can we help you? You know, you lost, can I give you directions? Uh, here, go to this place, go to that place. We're good people, man. We're good people. A lot of us are either you know, first or second generation Americans, you know, from Europe, from, you know, everywhere. I just don't understand how anybody could hate that. I think what people hate is that concept that there is still this place in the world that you can go work your ass off and achieve a dream. And that's what that is, is here in the United States of America. Clarified a few things today, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but I uh, tried to fire myself up and get a little podcast out here just about that, about little things that I want to talk about. Again, serious apologies to that podcast that went out, uh, really bad, bad audio. And, you know, that's like giving you a, a, a cheese and egg sandwich with bad eggs. I don't want to, I don't want to give you a bad product. So we took that down and uh, I'm sorry. Sorry to Bob and uh, Bing for, you know, just having to take it down. I just couldn't do it. You know, not especially when I'm getting people saying, dude, what happened? That does not sound good. Well, that's okay. We'll take care of that. And the next time we'll know better. And again, why I did it that way, why it was a remote recording is because I was around a friend um, who was going through some serious health adversities. We had no idea it was COVID and pneumonia. He was asymptomatic until the next day. Next day he's in a hospital. So when I found that out, I was over there helping him out. 
um, I had to call Bink and Bob right away and say, listen, man, it's the responsible thing to do to, you know, pull my own alarm here. And uh, I isolated myself for five, six, seven days, I think it was, you know, and I'm fine, you know, and my wife's still getting, trying to get over these uh, COVID effects. You know, folks, it's, it's like settling in, in people's ears, you know, and it's causing some uh, hearing problems. Pursue it. If you if you are not getting better after, you know, the steroids or after antibiotics, continue to talk to your doctor about it. Say, listen, this is what's happening. You know, you want to you want to pursue that. Right. So this is her third time or maybe her fourth time at urgent care. Not kidding. It's just ridiculous. Um, you know, we can talk about that someday. And then here's the other thing, too. Like, what do I talk to you about? Like, where do I where do I draw the line? We talked about Bob and I and, and Bink on this episode that I deleted. Uh, we talked about after we were talking about the death at Merman's of the, ch- of the chief uh, chief of police about the, the death of the uh, the guard down in Center City, Philadelphia last week. This young kid working two jobs, hustling. And then he interrupts a shoplifter. The shoplifter's got to give the, the, the merchandise back. And then the guy comes back uh, 15 minutes later and stabs the kid to death, the guard, and, and slashes the other guy and puts him in a serious condition. We talked about that. And, and our, here's the end, the talk, how that ended. If you're doing a crime, you should be doing the time. We cannot be soft on crime. The innocent people of the city, of every city, of the United States... The law-abiding citizens, law-abiding citizens. Why should we be punished? Why should we be punished? Why You cannot be soft on crime, folks. You can't have it both ways. It's hurting the innocent people. There's a guy there, he, he's a good person, his poor parent, his poor mother, just absolutely heartbroken that she lost her kid. And, he, and his other job was a postal employee. This is a quality human being. They're all, we're all quality human beings, but there's certain people that rise above the others. And this person was no exception to that. You're soft on crime. <laughs> You're not doing anybody any favors. In a way, that's a kind of a handout, isn't it? How about the, the cities that, are, oh, you know what? You're allowed to steal like up to $1,000. Let's not make that be a felony. Let's make it go 1500 because, you know, between 1000 and 1400 I mean, you need to make a little bit out of that, right? That should just be like a misdemeanor. That is absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And we're not going to get into you talking about social economic type of things and, and opportunities. We can go down that road another time, but I totally disagree with that. You cannot be soft on crime because that's not fair to the hardworking tax people of the city. Is it? I don't know. And that's as far as I'm going to go with that. For Finding Subjects podcast, I have just uh, spoken uh, faster than I ever have. (laughs) Have I had any chocolate today? I have. I had four Asher's chocolate-covered pretzels. So it's probably uh, the caffeine in there. It's got me going right now. How about that? It's like Speedy Gonzalez, man. But uh, we talked about cornbread, too, but we won't go there. Anyway, I just wanted to... uh, you know, blast that other one out of the way, that podcast number 73, give you a good 73. We'll talk about those other topics again with Bob and Bink. But for now, I apologize for uh, the technical difficulties. It was something I tried to salvage uh, salvage, and uh, to no avail. I think it still sounded like trash and I'm not going to put you up uh, and have you listen to trash. So, uh, hey, thank you so much. And I'll tell you truthfully, truthfully, thank you so much to the people who picked up the phone 
and called me and sent me messages and emails saying, Tone, um, let's talk about this episode. And they also talked about the content and they were, we were, you know, going back and forth with that and they were educating me on things that we might've got wrong, which is fine. Right. But also it was about the quality. Like, dude, that sounded horrible. Yes, it did. And thank you for letting me know. By the way, uh, Charles Bronson, we talked about him. He is actually from, uh, the coal country of Pennsylvania. And then so is Jack Palance. We had talked about Jack Palance as well. And he is from the coal, uh, coal, coal mining country. The, where I am, maybe an hour north, is uh, a lot of coal miners. Uh, the Appalachian Mountains there, I mean, uh, all the way down to the uh, to like Tennessee and West Virginia, all the coal mines there in, in middle Pennsylvania and up the way uh, above us in Pennsylvania, uh, all coal mining towns. So hardworking people came from that area. And, you know, just it's American way, man, to, to work hard and to earn a living. For finding subjects, I'm Tony. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed this show, and uh, hopefully you're not shaking your head like, "Oh my God, I want some of whatever that man is drinking and eating." We will talk to you soon. We've got a Christmas uh, episode coming up soon. All right, we'll talk to you later, and you have yourself a fantastic day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Peace. <laughs>